Live from New York, it's the show that had flank steak last night. It's first things first on today's show. The Cowboys head to Lambeau. But is all the Odell recruitment talk hurting the team? Meanwhile, the Nick Wright Bowl, Mahomes versus the Prince who was promised. Are the Chiefs leaning too much on Mahomes? And finally, it's Thursday, but here it's called Budless Day. Has Broussard turned his back on Jimmy G? What? Coming up at four o'clock. How dare you, Wow. Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew, the graphic speaks for itself. I rock with Jimmy G. Is he on the bud list? Well, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. I, I've learned my lesson. I don't give him away. There's, there right. you go. You are not giving it away at the top of the show. Uh, we start with yet another Lakers loss, this time to the Clippers. Making matters worse this time, LeBron injured his groin and had to leave the game. Here's the King post game. How do I feel right now? Yeah. I feel good. I mean, besides, you know, the, the injury. Um, you know, we'll get pictures on it tomorrow. And, uh, and go from there, but didn't do anything, um, you know, extraneous on the play. Just when I landed, I felt a little, uh, you know, the spasm or, 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 or strain in my in my groin. So uh, immediately I used to come out after that, after the next play down when I went to the free throw line. Season officially over? LeBron's or the Lakers? The Lakers? Oh. Is the question, is the Lakers season officially yeah, over? I thought, you know, Lakers. Yeah, I just want to make clear to the audience because it's coming off the LeBron sound. Uh, yeah, it's been over. The You don't recover from 2-9. and nine. You don't. The Pickup Hoop is a good uh, Twitter account. Uh, if Twitter still is working, it was a few hours ago. I'm not sure still if it is right now. Uh, 161 teams in NBA history have started 2-9 and nine or worse. Five have finished above 500. One has won a playoff series. This Laker team ain't going to make it too. And this was the risk and I, the, of starting the year with a broken roster that couldn't compete. Was, no, 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 we, the, the, the pieces we need, we're going we're gonna to get those during the year. But we can get better ones later once teams start thinking, okay, maybe. And maybe it'll be too late. And the big question that I would have is... Is Rob Palinka going to be held to account for this? No. I have the answer for that. Definitely no, because well, two and nine. Contract. So Darvin Ham Brew is a rookie head coach. Right. Maybe Darvin Ham's just maybe the problem's Darvin Ham. He's terrible. He's awful. Doesn't know what he's doing. Well, Palinka picked him. Right. I also don't think it's Darvin Ham's fault at all. I think he's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if the coach is fine, and AD and LeBron up to this point have been healthy-ish. They haven't been ruined by injuries. They're not the Clippers. They're not the Bucks who were without their three starters last night. Then why are you 2-9? and nine? Oh, the roster must be terrible. Well, Palenka did that. Palenka put that together. So we can have big-picture conversations at some point, like what does this season mean for Anthony Davis's historical legacy? You know what I mean? Does, Shouldn't have been in the top 75. Well, it's I'll certainly right looking now. like that, and you've been yeah. saying that, by the way. You know, does this hurt or help LeBron? You know, it's the greatest year 20 ever, but it seems like a big step down from where he was year 19, or it's certainly year 70 when they won the title. I don't know. I do know this. Lakers are terrible. If not for benched Colts quarterback Matt Ryan, they're 1-10. And, <laughs> and that's a big problem, bro. All right, look, I agree. The season's over. Okay, And I'm not sure, maybe we'll get into this later, where you're at with Westbrook. Like, are you putting all the blame on him? No, I'm that's, not. Me no. neither. I'm putting okay, the blame okay. on the roster being broken. Okay. My point was Westbrook no trade was the way up. you could have readjusted from there other than, you know, doing your job in free agency. Right. But, go okay. ahead. I'm sorry. That, the season's over. What also is over, sorry, Nike, is LeBron versus Father Time. Yikes. Father Time's won. Now, that doesn't mean LeBron's not any good anymore. His numbers, you know, 24, 9, and 7 look great. Mm -hmm. But the LeBron James we've known and loved is done. Like, LeBron LeBron doesn't just put up numbers, all right? That's what separates him and the other all-time elites from everybody else is they put up numbers and they dominate and they win and they impact the game. LeBron's not doing that, okay? And he can't do it on the defensive end. That's a part of it. But I'm going to say this, too. LeBron's not winning another title, okay? okay? Certainly certainly not as the best player. Well, now, could he go some – will they trade him somewhere where he can fit in with some other great players? 
I doubt it. I don't think he's winning another title, period. He definitely is not leading anyone to a title. Because, Nick, well, LeBron and Anthony Davis, when LeBron was LeBron, oh, two and nine is, is unfathomable. Well, I don't care if we're the uh, other totally, three starters. That, okay, so, so here's the thing. So I agree. There are a few things you've said there that I totally agree with. And a few things you've said there that I think I disagree with. And, a, and one thing that I know I disagree with. All right. So, we're, yeah, if, if the LeBron versus Father Time, if the question, Father Time wins once LeBron is no longer the best player in the league or a top five player in the league, then, yeah, then I suppose you would say Father Time is one because LeBron right now is clearly not a top five player in the league. But if, the, if LeBron versus Father Time is, is he having – the best season oh, of is. any player ever at this point in their career by a mile. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Even, I and agree. so I so agree. in that regard, he is outlasting Father Time better than anyone ever has, okay. while also not being and we don't have to go back to two thousand. Not really a consequential can, player anymore. Well, so the, I mean, here's where so just real quick, here's where I would disagree with you on that, and there's where I disagree with you on the title stuff. Go ahead. I think that LeBron James being used in a way that Tim Duncan was used those last two final seasons, one of which Tim Duncan was first-team All-NBA, playing 30 minutes a game for a well-coached, well-balanced team with a good roster, absolutely could still lead a team to the championship. Maybe wouldn't be the best player, could lead a team to the championship, could be a Duncan huge part of winning. Duncan was a great defender at that point. Yeah, but he was, but he also, but he was no longer a great offensive player. LeBron's at this point a great, still a very, very good offensive player, assuming a shot comes back. And so, I, but certainly not with the Lakers. He's certainly not winning another title with the Lakers. Okay, That's, can I, can I give no you a question. solution that's like staring us right in the face that we've all just blown past? Sure. Can we show the graphic on teams that have finished pretty poorly last year that started two or nine or worse? Rockets got the third pick. The Pistons got the fifth pick. The Pelicans made it to the playoffs. And sticking with this New Orleans theme, here's an idea. How about Anthony Davis, who was not going to play hero ball when Darvin Hampson said, don't but he says he wants to be more aggressive. How about New Orleans' Anthony Davis decides to show up with LeBron out? How about you go out He's not and even beat that guy the anymore. Sacramento Kings? Why? Is he 37 I, years no, old? No, and that's baffling. Go You're out. Right. But he's not. Is he the New Orleans Anthony no. Davis? Just, he's not. Decide, but here's the thing. Physically, is he not? Or is he just deciding not to be? I, I'm going to tell you what I think. Anthony, as the game has become more perimeter-oriented, and it's happening every year, more and more perimeter-oriented, yeah. Anthony Davis is kind of a tweener. He doesn't dominate inside. He's good inside. He doesn't dominate inside. And he's not a great outside perimeter player. But he also needs a point guard, which the Lakers have not had. Right, and so, and, and I'm not putting this on Russ, but when Anthony Davis' best year with New Orleans, winning-wise, Rondo was there. When they won the title, by the way, in the bubble, Rondo was there. Needs a true but point guard. But before that, he still had more impact. Well, than he was he really was better. You, you, listen, he Anthony was Davis peaked in like year three. Year three, almost won league MVP. But this is where I won't put it on Anthony. Anthony Davis not being what he should be. LeBron's body breaking down is why the Lakers are. Shouldn't can't win a title this year, right? Two and nine is on everyone else. And I just want to show you one thing that's going to seem odd. This is the box score last night. I think we have it for the Milwaukee Bucks, yeah, who did not have Giannis Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. Chris Middleton, or Drew Holiday. And guess what? They won a basketball game. I understand they're playing the Thunder, but they won a basketball game. You know why? It's like, oh, Bobby Portis, that's a real legit rotation player. Brooke Lopez, would he be the third best player on the Lakers? Absolutely. Javon Carter, Grayson Allen, George Hill. Those are guys that are, I'm not acting like those are great players. But they have a roster. The Clippers haven't had Kawhi in two years. They're above 500 in that stretch. They have a roster. Like, the Lakers don't have a roster that can function. That's the only guy that put it together. All right. Meanwhile, in Brooklyn, dare I say it, Nets looked amazing. <laughs> oh, I was there cheering, bro. They look good. You, were, you must have been mouth agape. Oh. <laughs> a shot. Uh, non-interim debut for Jacques Vaughn. KD had a triple-double. Seth Curry had 23. Nick Wright had the aforementioned flank stake. Yeah. Uh, also, no Kyrie. Red one, Demi Glaze. <laughs> Brew, is Durant proving he's better off and the Nets are better off without Kyrie? Well, Durant's better without Kyrie. 
He, he is. And here's my theory. Now, we can show numbers. Oh, that was I mean, a big moment. We, Hold we, on. We, wait, we, wait. We needed Brew on camera for that. We all need to hear it again. Yeah, do it. Go, Brew. Durant, Kevin Durant is better without Kyrie Irving. Okay. Oh. Here's why. We have the numbers. Dusty can show he wins at a higher rate without Kyrie than with Kyrie. Some of those games admittedly had James Harden. Yeah, of course. But James Harden and KD have been far more successful than KD and Kyrie when it's just two stars. So here's why I think that's the case. KD we know is not a leader, right? And Kyrie is a stronger personality than Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook was a stronger personality than Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. Now, Westbrook and KD had some success but never could get over the hump and win the title. I think when Kevin Durant's playing with those guys, he naturally defers. Like, he doesn't take charge like he should because they're the stronger personalities. In, in Golden State, obviously, Draymond's a stronger personality, but Draymond is, is passive. Right. He's, He's not getting, trying to shoot. Draymond goes in, and, and Steph and Clay, for that matter, mm-hmm. went into games with Kevin Durant saying, he's our guy. Let's get him going. Let's make sure he does his thing. He's going to carry us. Do you think Kyrie Irving or Russell Westbrook ever went into a game thinking, no, that's the man. He's number one. I'm number two. No. And KD's not a strong enough force to, to say, take, no, I'm sure. number one. So that's the difference. Okay. I think that was all very smart and interesting and introspective. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, he's better and the Nets better are without Kyrie Irving because without Kyrie Irving, they're a functional basketball team that plays defense. So the Nets are better, too. Of course. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, 116 points per game allowed with Kyrie Irving. Four games without him, they're at 90. The best defense in the league <laughs> by a mile. They're allowed, I told they've you they could defend. Not, I yeah, told all you, you they could defend. Do, all you had to do, uh, yeah, I, I understand. Once they take out the 35 minutes a game from a, a guy that you were saying, oh, no, no, Kyrie can defend. Woo. He's just chosen not to since he was learning to dribble when Uncle Rod Strickland was teaching him. Like, give me a break. They, they've allowed 86, 94, 96, and 85 without him. And here's the other thing that happened last night that I liked a lot. We've seen Point LeBron. Point Zion made new points last year. Point Durant. It made sense. Was fun. And it was good. It wasn't fun against Boston in the playoffs, though. No, but Kyrie was there. Maybe at times. Kyrie was there, and Boston is uniquely suited to cause a ton of problems defensively for everybody. And they're up 2 1 in the finals. Like, they they, they were a unique team with youth and wings and all that stuff. KD, and here's the other thing, Wilds. Man, oh man, they sure seem to. Be. Again, I don't want to overstate what no, but they're you having fun. Gather from seeing the, the game in person. Yeah. Yeah. The spirit was great. That Katie is trash talking Julius Randle, going back and forth, lighthearted. Right. Seth Curry is feeling yeah. like when Katie was on the bench, Seth Curry is like green light, baby. Yeah. And he went out and was nailing step back shots. Jacques and then Vaughan after the game, animated. Jacques Vaughn. By the way, I Jacques Vaughn very early returns on a coach and his terrible record. I want to say something. <laughs> Jacques Vaughn did something twice last night that I wish more coaches did, which is when you have a big lead and the other team goes on a two-basket run called timeout. Yeah, like there was a, twice. It was, it, was, it was 5-0 run, and it was like, nope, Knicks, you get no momentum. I, I, I got to say something, though. Go, yeah. go ahead. So, no, I, so I have a question. I'll ask you, bro. Uh, watching the game last night, everybody was playing great. Everyone's having fun. Ben Simmons, still confusing. So I want to show you one play that sort of kind of captures what – are the challenge of Simmons. Misses a layup that I think Durant knew he was going to miss. Gets the hustle back 100 miles an hour, gets the steal. Joe Harris hits a three. So Katie was fired up after that. So the question is, was that a good sequence for Ben Simmons or bad sequence for Ben Simmons? It was a good sequence because the layup, not making an excuse, it was contested, though. Wasn't like he missed no, a wide when that came layup. up. He's, He's I mean, in his own head at the rim. That's yes, right. he is. He did make a few, I mean, dunks. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> he had a dunk, a layup yeah. that he made. Yeah. But here, here's, because I think, Nick, you're wondering, okay, you think, because I said yesterday I still would give Kyrie Kyrie a shot with chance. the Nets. Yeah, sure. Here's why. Yes, they look good. They look great without him. Sure. But this team has a clear ceiling, which is what? Second round. First round, maybe, okay, maybe well, second round. you know what? If I, I ben beca- unless Ben becomes the old Ben Simmons, but with Kyrie, and I wouldn't give him a long leash because I've, I've said at some point I might get rid of him if, I, if he's not working out. 
But with Kyrie, the ceiling is much See, higher. I totally disagree with At you. all? Yeah, because I – and I said second round, I, I, I want to retract that. I think this team that we saw last night, their ceiling is until they face the Bucs in the playoffs. I think that – They it, could be anybody else in the East? In the, yeah, because I, 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 we have seen Durant – last year he didn't, but in previous postseasons – be a world destroyer. We saw him even in the series they lost to Milwaukee. He played – one of the best games anyone's played in the mm-hmm. NBA in the last 20 years, when he the 48, right. 17, and 10 to stave off in game five to go up 3-2, not stave off elimination, with you know a hampered James Harden who was 2 of 11, and Kyrie not there. I think that in the East, you have a chance that you have the best player on the court in every series you play, except for against Milwaukee. And you, I do think in basketball, vibes and chemistry and no, feel good and defense obviously matter. So I don't think Kyrie raises their ceiling, but he lowers their floor. I bring Kyrie back in coaching. If I'm Jock Vaughn, he's not running the game plan. Come Kyrie, sit okay. down. Don't take Sumner's minutes, though. He's <laughs> cooking last night. Why is coming back soon? He was. They look good. Hey, is OBJ distracting the Cowboys? We discuss next. First things first. You sound like a Nets fan. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to the show. Talking about the game of the week on Fox Sunday, 4 p.m. Cowboys take their 6-2 record to Lambeau. Low-key revenge game from Mike McCarthy. Yesterday, we got... Conversation out of Dallas, not about the Packers, but about OBJ. Here's Zeke. You know the type of player Odell is. Uh, you know, you know the type, how explosive he can be, and uh, you know what he can be for this offense. So, I mean, it'd be great to get him down here in Dallas. Uh, just another weapon in the, in our, in our little uh, repertoire. So, I mean, hopefully, 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 get OBJ to Dallas. I mean, I'm friends with OBJ. Uh, you know, he definitely will fit in this locker room. I don't know if there'll be guys that wouldn't fit in this locker room. We got a good, good group of guys, but he definitely will fit in. Uh, I mean, he's a competitor. Uh, he plays hard and obviously very talented. And, um, so, I mean, shoot, we want him. We want OBJ. <laughs> okay. Also, uh, Cowboys playing the Packers. <laughs> Just for the record. Uh, Super Bowl champion Greg Jennings is Hi, here. Greg. Uh, Packers legend, although... Yesterday, he said, you know, you saw me in the purple. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I Vikings know. legend. They didn't like that. Uh, Nick, Green should Bay. the Cowboys stop talking about OBJ? Yeah, I think it's enough. Uh, I think it's a dangerous <laughs> game they're playing. Uh, and, and by dangerous, I mean you, your team's really good. Yeah. And you should feel, and I'm sure they do feel, like they don't need, they don't have to have anything else in order to win. And it's dangerous for two reasons. One is, if it works and you do get him, I feel like maybe they have ratcheted up internally and externally the expectations, maybe to an unrealistic place for a guy coming off his injuries who hasn't played all season. But the other one is the disappointment factor if you don't get him. So this was not public. It was private, but I'll make it public now. About five and a half years ago, we were getting ready to launch First Things First. And internally, we desperately wanted Kevin Wilds to be a part of it. And we talked about how important he would be and how great he would how be funny. and how wonderful he'd be at it, how funny he'd be. And we really thought he was, we were going to get him. <laughs> and then in the days before the show launched, Kevin Wilds was like, oh, I'm scared. I can't go on television. I'm not doing it. And we were scrambling. And I got to tell you, I, would, I felt like great the about the show beforehand. And we ended up, we were fine. But uh, there was a moment there, I was like, 
well, if they wanted him so bad and he was so necessary and now he's not here, what are we going to do? And so I'm just saying there is a sorry, I'm sorry, what happened, America. So I just think that, that they've made it clear they want him. They've yeah. sent the love letters. Now maybe it, let's see where Odell picks. That would be my advice. I agree. Well, I'm sure it'll tone down, but no, I love it. Keep going. Really? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. I've been here. It was a different situation. Odell Beckham, he's a free agent. Like, he's out there. He has options. And so you want to make sure that not only Jerry Jones, your owner, wants him. He said it. He would look good in this helmet. But now you want to know that I I, I would be accepted in this locker room. So all the guys in the locker room are saying it. When Marshawn Lynch was a Buffalo Bill, and it was 2010, we had a really good team, but we didn't really love our running game. In the locker room, everybody's, we got to get Marshawn. We got to get Marshawn. We want Marshawn. We talked about it all the time. Every reporter came up to us. We wanted to talk about Marshawn. Ryan Grant, by the way, is right next to us. But at this point, it's all about winning. It's all about trying to improve our roster, what we feel like we could utilize, and what will benefit us as a whole. Odell Beckham Jr. will benefit from this team, and they will benefit from him. Expectations, I understand. That's been my number one like yeah. driving force about Odell Beckham, right. he's not a number one guy. But if you say CeeDee Lamb is your guy, he can support that. He can add value to what CeeDee Lamb does, take away some of that pressure. We saw Amari Cooper do it. I don't think I it's CeeDee Lamb that would be taking exception to this. Well, that's I thing. wonder if how it's the other guys. How do you think Michael Gallup, Noah Brown, how do they feel yeah, about this? Well, how would Ezekiel concern. Elliott feel if Michael Gallup went in there we need Adrian Peterson. Or we need Christian Adrian. McCaffrey. That we or Christian, Christian McC- McCaffrey. Yeah, we should have went out and got Christian McCaffrey. That's you know, great. You know like, what happens when you're that guy that can actually say what we need, like a Micah Parsons no. and an Ezekiel Elliott? Those other guys aren't there yet. So you step up your level of play. When you play, you show me that we don't need this guy. Zeke ain't there so. right now. Just saying. Can I, uh, you ask, I'll, I'm going to pretend to be on the Cowboys. I want them to get OBJ. I'm going to pretend to be the Cowboys, okay? okay. And, Nick, you're going to be – I'll have Brew do it because he's the newsman. Okay, sure. Okay, ask me if, if I want OBJ. A lot of talk about OBJ coming to the Cowboys. You want him? Or does he want to come here, put star on his helmet? We're, we're about Super Bowls here. So, I don't know. I like I'm, that. I'm worried about the guys in the locker room. I like that. That's not journalism. No, I'm not going to I like that answer, though. I'm yes. Like, I no, like, man. Look, I'm, I'm right with the guys here. Oh, wait, can I, can I get a yeah. – Go ahead. Yeah. So, you're about Super Bowls. He just came off a Super Bowl win. Don't you think he would add something to this team that you guys haven't experienced for decades? You know what? Great question. Too bad I'm 100% focused on the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I, I hear you. Okay, I said I want OBJ to go to Dallas, but they need to just I let agree. it go. All right, we have more Cowboys talk. Okay. Uh, Micah Parsons going up against the back-to-back reigning MVP for the first time in his career, and he's excited about it. Take a listen. I'm super excited. You know, uh, he's a guy that you want to play against. He's a guy. He's a idol and a figure in this league that you look up to. I mean, I look up to him. I mean. He's been in here a long time. He's done it the right way. I mean, he's a hell of a player. I mean, no one can take that from him. So, uh, me getting to go against him, maybe sack him, just might just be a mental note for me. Not too much more than that, though. I would love a jersey from Rodgers. You know, I'm a fan of him, fan of the game. I mean, man, I don't want him to, you know, chip me or nothing. So, Rodgers, we cool. We cool. You know, we going to vibe and just have a good competitive football game. I mean, if it's done through the mail or something, I'd be okay with it. Aaron Rodgers cannot, like, ah, oh, game, by the way. <laughs> Jersey it's all dirty. <laughs> okay. Uh, would a big Rodgers game against the defense erase the washed Rodgers narrative? Not for me. Yikes. You need a big month. Wash. A big month? I need month? a big month. I made, I made a handy uh, <clears throat> visual aid for this. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Steven Ruiz, I think, originally coined the phrase washed watch when it comes to these quarterbacks. So can we put the graph up there? So right. the left side of the graph is going to be you are washed. Or I'm sorry, absolutely washed. Absolutely the right washed. side is, listen, you're clearly not what you once were, but you still scare us. So, okay. for example, Matt Ryan, absolutely washed. He is on the, the furthest bound. Gotcha. Right. Then there's now, now watch just uh, Russell Wilson. Where's he falling yep. there? Uh, Man, Russell Wilson, so he's better than Matt Ryan. Yeah. All right, Tom Brady, where's he on there? Eh. Okay. Okay. He's That's clearly not where fine. he once was, but scariest. So don't put it up there yet. Where do you think Aaron Rodgers should be? Closer to Russ or closer to Brady? Uh, 
Closer to Brady. Closer to Brady. Closer to Brady. Well, unfortunately, you guys are wrong. There it is. Show up. Put him up there. It's very close. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. In the red, though. In the red. Oh, in the red. I mean, the guy's back-to-back MVP, and he stinks now. I don't agree. You – I don't – is it because – of the drastic drop-off because he was just back-to-back MVP that you're yeah. saying he's in the red now. Yeah, well, I think, I think right now Aaron Rodgers is a slightly below-average quarterback. Wow. And the last two years, he was wow. the best quarterback in the league. Whoa, I'm shocked. You guys disagree with that? Yes. That's what happened to Drew Brees. Drew Brees was close to winning MVPs, and then by the end of his time in New Orleans, it's like, oh, it's gone. You guys don't think it's possible it's gone for Aaron? He's throwing. I think it's possible. He underthrew a four-yard goal line pass, (laughs) and it was his second worst goal line throw of the game. We've seen Brady have some bad moments this year, too. I think he's very close to Brady. I think they're basically about the same right now. I and and I go back to this, and I'm with Greg. It's possible he's washed, but I'm not. He's no longer elite. Okay, he's no longer Pat Mahomes, Josh. But but look. He's still, and this is why I said if I'm a good team out there that's a quarterback away, I'd look into trading for me next year. Remember 2017? He didn't play well in 2017 for various reasons, and 2018 had a great individual year but didn't lead him to the play. They were 6-9-1 and nine and one in his starts in 2018. He came back and obviously won two MVPs. So he's had bad moments he's rebounded from oh, before. I, don't, I think, he's, okay. I think he right. could do that again. Uh, he Not definitely MVP, is an above-average quarterback. If I just go with their division and you look at the quarterbacks within their division. I'd have him third right now. No, you will not. I if, would. If game Behind game, Justin Fields? Okay. I'd rather, this week, wait, wait, this week would no, I rather no, no. Aaron Rodgers, Justin okay. Fields, against the Cowboys defense, if I could have either one, I'd give me Justin Fields. Guys, run for 175 okay, yards. Forget, forget about this defense, just period. If you're, if the game's on the line, your life's on the line, your family's life is on the line, <laughs> which which quarterback in that division are you going with? Justin Fields? R- which quarterback in that division if my Kirk family's Cousins? on the line? I make sure our affairs are in order, and I go Kirk Cousins. I love it. No, I mean it's, I that was a tough question. Wait, you were. No, oh God, I have children. Can I go to I another division? Put our line in Kirk Cousins' hands. And you have to pick up. Stop it, man. I'm still put him in Jared Goff's hands. They're too small. Drop. Uh, Nick Wrightbull coming up on Sunday. Prince, who has promised, heads into Arrowhead. Last week, Mahomes had to throw the ball 68 times to muster 20 points in overtime. Here he is talking about his workload. Obviously, that game got a little out of hand as far as throwing the ball a little bit more than we wanted to as compared to running it, but uh, it kind of it called for that. And uh, to be able to do both, I think you've seen in games we've been able to run the ball a lot. Um, in some games, and then obviously there's games where you have to throw the ball. It's uh, something that you have to do as, a, as an offense in order to succeed in this league is being able to do both, and uh, that's something that I think we can do in this team. Ever since I've been young, I haven't really got sore even when I pitched um, when I was younger, so uh, usually just the normal stuff. I mean, we do different stuff that I do with my trainers and stuff like that, but uh, other than that, I just try to keep that arm strength up and keep rolling. Okay, uh, Super Bowl champion Greg Jennings here with us. Uh, also a graphic that says the Prince on it. I didn't know we made that official in the graphics department, but Brew. The Prince uh, versus Pat, what's the problem? You literally bought a stuffed, you stole from your son a stuffed animal goat to use in our, with our graphics. Wrong, I bought that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do the Chiefs need a statement win over okay. the Prince? Normally, in general, I would say no. A win is a win in the NFL. Greg Jennings knows that as well as anyone, all right? And if they win, Nick knows this well, and Buffalo, if Josh Allen is out, they could definitely lose to the Vikings. The Chiefs would be the number one seed in the AFC with sure. a win. Okay, so a good a win is a win. Here's the problem. They're the Chiefs. No, it's not it them. It's you. Oh. Okay? The Chiefs, you overhype them week after week. I've been right They're atop your tiers uh, many weeks when they don't deserve what, to when, be. What, what, and that's the, to live up to the insane overhyping of you. Uh-huh. Yeah, they need a blowout. Because what they did last week is not enough for the way you talked them up. Snapping the second longest winning streak in the NFL by holding Derek. They had a second-team quarterback who threw five I'm sorry, for he's 16. On the, he's on the roster. Okay. And, they, that's a for team that know, got blown out by your rival Buffalo. Be, beat them 41-7. Uh, not our rival. And you guys have, needed overtime. The Raiders so, and so the Broncos. For that reason, yeah. Well, yeah. A bit, not the, okay. a good answer, bro. Yes. Greg? No, I go. Greg, Greg, <laughs> Greg no. you have a take? No, go ahead, Greg. That's Greg's with me, I'm go sure. Ahead. He knows. 
Chris, I would love to be with you, man. But I saw this question, and I'm like, really? Exactly. Oh. But it's Cousin Nick. No, I, man, I you really changed. That, you not, really changed you know, since I, you moved I'm, over there, Greg. I have not changed. I'm just, I'm not just going to give you an answer just to be against Nick. Thank you, I have Greg. to give you truth. Right, oh, exactly. Gosh. When I saw this question, I'm like, really? Yeah, facts no, over man. feelings over here. The <laughs> Chiefs are going to do Chiefs things. Okay. Like, this. I would much rather see this team. This is a prepped and prime team that's going to make a deep run. We know that. You want to see him win by one? No, I, I, don't, I really honestly don't care. But what I do care about is you got a guy on your roster that you acquired, Kadarius Toney. You, this is a game. This is an opportunity. I'm not overlooking the Jags. Yeah, sounds like it. Let's be creative. Let's be innovative. Let's continue to sprinkle things in to our offense and individuals into our offense that will help us achieve what we're trying to achieve deep in also, the, into the season. Also, here's the thing. Nothing will satisfy you guys. That's the, not true. Okay, well, let me tell you. They won 2017 okay. in overtime. Hold, can I, can, okay. We're supposed may, to be satisfied? May I go now, please? Yeah. Please, please. please. <laughs> I, and, uh, I, was, I, I was supposed to go first. I'm now going last. It's about <laughs> the Chiefs. I would like to be able to rebut this nonsense from across the table. You said I overhyped the Chiefs. Because Why? Because I call the AFC Championship game the Arrowhead Invitation. Yeah, well, like that's one. Okay, like well, that, it's still overhyped. Well, like it's it. been Might factual. Be creative, but because when they lost Tyree Kill, when, when they lost Tyree Kill, I'm still building. I said I am not worried one percent about the offense. Well, we're now halfway through the season. Let me check the numbers. The highest scoring team in the league is the Chiefs. Oh, because they don't beat people. By big enough margins. Well, they blew out the Cardinals start of the year. They blew out the Bucks a few weeks ago. And they blew out your beloved Jimmy Garoppolo two weeks ago. So, okay, so they have three blowout wins. And then they have three close wins where they came from at least eight down in all of those games. Okay, can I, can yeah. I, that's my thing. And this is, is going to be odd for us because I'm not a big gambler. Yeah. But Nick, every once in a while, Basically, every other week, sends a tweet out, says, hey, you can get the Chiefs at whatever. Yeah. And I did game, it once, one money. Did it again, yeah. one money. Because they're 4-0 when trailing at half this year. Okay, that's the weird part. This team's always trailing. Well, he's trailing all except Down that 10 he... against the Chargers. Down 17 against the Raiders. Yep. Down 10 against the 49ers. Down 8 against the Titans. And won all They've those got games. two wire-to-wire wins. The yeah. Eagles, who I don't know, haven't lost yet have five wire-to-wire wins. The Bills' point differential, plus 102. The Chiefs, plus 54. Is that good or not? Because where's that rank in the league? Well, it's plus 54. It sounds awful compared to the Bills' 102, but it's third, right? They're third. The Cowboys are fourth, plus 50, and they didn't have anybody playing uh, quarterback for a while. The defense had to carry them. So if the the Bills had trailed in that many games, you'd you'd bring out the roller coaster with Josh Allen. This is true. Oh, no, he's back. No, no, no. This is true. I'm still Bills, but I'm I'm honest. But I will ask this question. Are the Chiefs scarier with the lead? Exactly. Or from so here's from the problem. To be when you're watching the game, well, the problem you can't. You can't hold on. All the time. This is why you you cannot. Both of your points were. I say this with a lot of respect. Stupid. And here's why. <laughs> Your point really was respect. stupid about the, the comeback, about being trailing. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, man, you get in trouble that way. No. They've, they, in the four years with Mahomes, they have lost three playoff games. One of them, overtime, they didn't get the coin toss, but they didn't cry about it, so they changed the rules. This is overtime to Brady Mahomes' first year. The second one was the Super Bowl. You can say, oh, they fell down and that game never came back. But that was a game, a total mismatch from D-line to O-line. It was 31-9. And the third one, they blew a massive lead. Now, they have five playoff victories where they've trailed by multiple scores. So No, but this year, every game they have trailed by multiple scores, they have come back to win. So, at some point, it's like, oh... That is not a bug; it's a feature. It's, it, they have to you. They have to be punished for it at some point, and they haven't been for five years. To your point, which was if this were Buffalo, they haven't been uh, for five years. Yeah, for five. Have years. They won the last five Super Bowls. No, but they I but mean, they blew. They lost the Bengals game because they blew a lead, not because they fell down. Your point. His point was they fell down, and what if they can't come back? That hasn't been the case. They've lost one game like that in the playoffs, called the Super Bowl. They lost thirty-one to nine. There was a mismatch on the lines. But let me get to your point, which is. Why don't you treat the Chiefs the way you would treat the Bills? Because the Bills ain't done nothing. Because they haven't earned it. Because the Bills, the same reason why, Brew, that in 2018, 
People wouldn't treat the Rockets the way they would the Warriors. That it wouldn't be like, well, you, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. No, one team has earned the benefit of the doubt. Raptors of the NFL. One championship. <laughs> right, that's the thing, Nick. Like I said, are they winning all these champs? They got one Super got one. Bowl. You got one. Mm-hmm. Which is one infinitely more than Buffalo, so that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's fine. It is Buffalo. Ah, we're back to America's team, the Patriots. Next, like a lot of excuse making. Excuse making. <laughs> Coming up in 14 minutes. Oh, it's the most motivating segment in all sports television, the Bud List. Then tomorrow, we are 24 hours away from the Fireball picks. Upset alert with the Puxatani Villa football. That's right, Kevin Wilds, me talking right now. <laughs> Tomorrow, 4 p.m. Welcome back to First Things now First. You, you put a lot more energy. Well, this is a very agitated. You put a lot more energy in pubbing upset alert yeah. in the bus. Well, you well, should no motivate comparison. me then. <laughs> no comparison. Mac Jones, and I'm, pre- I'm prepping for a rough segment, to be honest with you. Here's Mac Jones on some of the false realities Fucking of statistics. They don't tell the whole story. Take a listen to the baby goat. Obviously, everybody wants to improve as a player. Um, every season you play football, at whatever level it is, you want to, wherever you start the season, you want to finish better. So, and obviously, you get a chance to evaluate halfway through the year, usually, or whenever your bye week is. So, um, obviously, there's individual things you want to improve fundamentals, technique. Um, you know, you can look at statistics, but a lot of times there's some false realities there. But, you know, that's also stuff that you can look at. Hey, for, for team stuff, how many times are we doing this, running the ball, play action, screen, you know? So there's a lot of things that coaches are looking at, and every team does that, I'm sure, in some capacity. And um, at the end of the day, like I said, if each individual player gets better, then we can kind of put that together as a team and obviously as an offense and then kind of kickstart the, the back half of the year here. 100% right. Moving on to cards, Rams. One team putting up the most lackluster Super Bowl def- <laughs> he's right. He's right. What's he right about? Statistics don't tell the whole story. That uh, we've got to, you know, work on some things for the second half of the year. And maybe his stats have slid a little bit. But a lot of those statistics yeah, baked bit. in. Yeah, I would like the offensive about- pass interference on Devontae uh, Parker earlier in the year. Week one? You're just still going back to the picky through in week one that you think they should have called DPI on? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Defensive. Wild. He he did a great job of talking around the stats because he knows as far as the stats, completion percentage, yards per attempt, touchdowns, interceptions, passer rating. Interceptions are not all worse. No, they're not. (laughs) They're all worse. Not down worse than a year ago. He hasn't been a top 30 quarterback this year. There's 32 teams. And he was asked if you watched the whole press conference, which I did, grinding. He was asked. Name, is there one thing oh, that, was great. that, you, I did see that, that you told us you've improved upon? And again, he started talking around it and then finally threw in footwork and he communication did. with my receivers. He That's it. So he knows he's been Tango. down. I'm sorry, Wiles. The truth hurts. But. Look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I have three takeaways. Oh, Mac Jones is like Bill Belichick up at the podium. It's, it's painful to just listen to. Number two, like... This kid right here, he's he's a game manager, so stats aren't his friend. They shouldn't be his enemy, though. They, they For shouldn't a game be his manager. Enemy, they shouldn't be but, an indictment. But they're not going to be. They his shouldn't friend be an inspiration nor an indictment because he's on a heavy run. They should be neutral. <laughs> and number three, my last takeaway. Yes. That was a whole lot of nothing all yes. over again. Yes. Like it was just a whole lot of nothing. He's just happy to have the starting job. Wild. Yep. The baby goat is in. He's in the seat. Like, I'm just calling him just to make you smile, you hopefully. But he's just, this is my job. I just don't want you guys talking about Bailey Zappi anymore. Just just let me just yeah. continue. Yeah, that's fine. Very insightful. Uh, I, I have one. First of all, I thought it was very insightful. I'm going to listen to it again. I thought it was a great quote. I meant Greg's comment. Oh, not, sorry. Not, I thought you were talking Mac. about Mac Jones. The other thing I am worried about here, uh, we've been playing a little bit behind the eight ball. I don't know if you saw this uh, headline. I think we have the headline from Boston.com where the Jets were kind of jumping at us and the Colts started jumping at us. Uh, Bill Belichick says uh, Shaq Leonard was, quote, for sure, calling out the Patriots' plays. Turns out old Matt Patricia and Mac Jones are not really doing much there, and the defense like, oh, I know what you're going to run, this silly little play. So uh, I don't feel great about it, to be honest with you. You guys want to break me down? Well, why don't you go home and, you know, before you go home, stop at CVS, buy yourself a pack of stickers, some gold stars. (laughs) 
Put them on your, on your shirts. I did a great job today hurting Kevin Wilde's feelings. <laughs> Fantastic. You're the job. one that wanted this in the show. I did not want it you in the show. In the I show. wanted to do upset alert and on Thursdays, <laughs> and Bruce like, it's Bud List. I might put it. Mac on the Bud List. Can I? That'd be good for you. Oh, I might. We're moving on to Cardinals Rams. Okay, Mr. Cardinals feel Rams. better. I didn't like that segment at all. Why did I, you make us I didn't do it? We it. only talk about the Patriots. Stafford's in concussion protocol. Kyler dealing with a hamstring. One team putting up the most lackluster Super Bowl defense ever. The other ruining my Super Bowl pick. They play Sunday in a race to see who can get to four wins. Nick, who's having the more disappointing season? All right, I think it's absolutely the Cardinals. Wow. And I know that sounds odd because the Rams are the defending champs. Yeah. But when... You go about trying to win a Super Bowl the way they did. You knew this was a possibility. If you put everything on the credit card, you know that at some point that bill comes due. And they knew that Whitworth was retiring. They knew going into the year that Stafford's elbow was funky. They knew that they had lost their number two receiver and their number three receiver. They, and they knew that last year they didn't have a running game. So I think they knew this was it was maybe wouldn't be quite this awful on a statistical level on an eye test level, but I think they knew in that division, given all they put in last year and the costs on this year, this could be bad. The Cardinals, on the other mm. hand, built did everything this offseason like they thought they were contending. Now they traded for Hollywood Brown. They extended their coach. They extended their quarterback. They did all of these things, saying we can win right. Now, and not only are they awful, so they have three wins, a stolen win against the Raiders mm -hmm. when the Raiders were up 16 in the fourth quarter, a win against Baker, which barely counts, and the win against New Orleans was the game, I don't know if anyone was watching it but me, counts. but I bet it, Andy Dalton threw back-to-back -back pick sixes, not back-to-back -back picks, back-to-back -back pick sixes before that. Those are the only three wins. And on top of all that, none of that's the biggest problem. The biggest problem is, I think everybody hates Kyler. Yeah. It seems like people don't like that guy, Greg. And he's the face of your franchise. Like, I, I know that, he, the, that his clan members on Call of Duty love him. I know that is triple XP this weekend, I think. But as far as teammates and coaches, he seems to be a pain in the ass. You've been and hanging out with Dusty too much. So I, I throw it in there, man. We got a lot of gamers that watch the show. Okay, Check the YouTube Ramsey comments. Ramsey loved it. Ramsey. So, <laughs> Greg, I think the Cardinals should be devastated about what's happened because they have, they have nothing to show for it like the Rams do, and they have nowhere to go from here. So I say the Cardinals. I hear you, but it's the Rams. It's the Rams. You come off a Super Bowl win. I understand what you said. They went all in last year. But just because you go all in last year doesn't mean you're all out this year, and that's what it looks like. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoulder this honestly on Sean McVay. Because he has failed this team offensively. You acquire Allen Robinson, and we haven't seen anything, any form of who and what he and used to be. they can't run the ball. They can't run the ball. You, can't, you haven't been able to supplement for what you're lacking on the offensive line. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't look like he's the Sean McVay that we have talked him up to be and what we saw in years past. So, for me, I'm not going to give him a pass just because you won a Super Bowl and you went all in last year. This team, defensively, they're still good enough to win. Offensively, they've been terrible. And it's, it's, it's on all of those guys on the offense, but primarily on Sean McVay. Yeah, I'm with Greg. I think it's the Rams. You made great points because it doesn't look good for Arizona. They, I do think they need to get rid of Kingsbury after the year and start all over with Kyler because they gave him that big money. But the Rams, I remember them at the parade in L.A., Run it back. Run it back. Like, they were thinking we're going we to be the first team in a while to repeat as champions. Aaron Donald almost retired. Sean McVay almost left the job. They came back not for this. They came back thinking, let's go ahead and repeat. They, they gave Matt Stafford a contract extension, four years, 160. So, I think with all of that, it is the Rams, even though, of course, the Cardinals, yeah. same, very disappointing yeah. as well. Laughing at Cole Strange. Oh, my God. What? Get over that. Well, they were right. <laughs> hey, coming up next, the long-awaited return of the Bud List, the most motivating I, segment in all I sports. I might make a change and put your boy Mark graphics and make you in. feel good. Oh, thank you. I don't know if I would feel good. You know what it's the Bud List is about. Not necessarily. <laughs> it is now time for the Bud List. And as you know, got another letter. He keeps getting we, letters. We, we get a lot of letters for the year 2022. Wow. We get a lot of physical mail. And as I always say, we are willing to answer your letters and concerns 
a lot of times they're about the bud list, to be 100% honest with you. So see what this one it's says. It's 100% in there. Okay, well, I checked it. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's music? Yeah, Dear Wilds. Oh, it's a little bit different this time. I'm training to run a marathon, and to motivate myself, I put myself on my own homemade bud list. Problem is, today, when I laced him up, his sneakers, I think, he's talking about for a run, I realized I was actually under duress. And it, and it feels like no one believes in me. Oh. Please advise Brian. Brian, Brian, Brian. Being under duress, particularly this bud list, is a good thing. That's right. When you're on the bud list, it means I believe in you. You know how coaches used to say, if I'm not yelling at you, that means I don't believe in That's you. That's right. So when I put you on the bud list, I believe in you. For the most part, there's one on here that I'm you not so believe, sure about yet. But Brian, I do believe in you. All right, so go ahead and run that mile, 5K, whatever you got going. All right. Marathon, 26 miles. Oh, the marathon is the marathon. Run mile. Okay, the marathon. 25 miles short. Okay. Let's get to the bud no, list. Bud All right, at number three, there it is, Jimmy G. This is proof. <laughs> I told you when you're on the bud list, nine times out of ten, I believe in you. You know I rock with Jimmy G. Yes. He was great last week, by the way. Um, Joe Montana, Steve Young, John Brody. They never had a completion percentage as high as Jimmy G did last week on the road. Huh. All right, in that win over the Rams. So, he was great. But where are some haters? Particularly on this set, I can look at two of them right now wow. that are saying, oh, they got Debo Samuel, they got Christian McCaffrey, in that game? George Kittle, Who Brandon Ayuk, Jimmy G just can't screw it, it up. <laughs> so there's that. So there's the pro Jimmy G, don't screw it up. <laughs> don't throw any interceptions. <laughs> don't make any boneheaded plays. You got to go out there and play. And here's the other thing. They're only four and four. As much as we all like the Niners. They're only four and four. Good point. They got to start racking up some wins to make sure that they do get in the postseason. And they're playing a team in the Chargers who also wants to rack up some wins. It's a tough game. So, Jimmy G, don't screw it up. All right, at number two, right. Mike McCarthy. Yes, Ooh. I'm going the coaching Ooh. route. And here's the thing. Mike McCarthy, this is his first time back to Lambeau, back to Green Bay. In fact, first time playing the Packers since they fired him. And that hurt McCarthy. McCarthy said this week that that left a dent in him and his family. So it hurt him. But he gets to go back this week in a blaze of glory. Ooh. All right, when people were down on Mike McCarthy, all the games passed him by, he found a way to withstand the storm of Dak Prescott's injury and win games with Cooper Rush. And now the Cowboys are among us on the short list of NFC Super Bowl contenders. So he's going back to Green Bay. He cannot lose to his former team. He's got to kick them when they're down. They've lost five straight Yikes. games. I, it just is what it is. So Mike McCarthy has to go back there and take care of business and leave in a blaze of glory, just like he's entering in a blaze of glory. This Chris, week. I like this one, man. I'm in full support of this one. And Mike, I just want to talk to you right now. Ooh, Ooh. I like this. Greg to Mike. Mike. Take yourself to Mike McCarthy Drive, Mike McCarthy Lane, Mike McCarthy Ave, whatever the ending is, and recount what you did. And remember all of the people that said, you know what? I don't know if it was the coach or if it was the player, the player being the quarterback. All right. Take all of that and talk to your team about how important this win is. I know you did because you mentioned it in your presser. You let your team know. Yeah. You used to let me know. Take that to Lambeau and show everyone how great of a coach you truly are mm. and how you can outcoach a young mm. mind that replaced you. And just, just for kicks, something may be on the line. Your team has been talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Can you outcoach the Green Bay Packers and Matt LaFleur? And put that last nail in their coffin? Yikes. Wow. And acquire an Odell wow. and be attractive to a guy like OBJ to solidify? Like, you know what? I do want this team because they have beaten the team in the NFC that's kind of banged up. Wow. And I want to play for that coach because okay. he went up there mm. and he put the nail in his team.
Yeah. Like so, Mike. Well, that's wow. that's motivation. That's that's, I was gonna motivation. say he he took the motivation to another. It got another dark scene. a little bit though, like the nail in the coffin stuff. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit but I, I, overall, yeah, I like it. Well, well done, Greg Jennings. Well done. All right, uh, and that was your coach. That was your Super Bowl coach. Nick doesn't think he can coach, but we we obviously do. So, <laughs> Mike McCarthy, good job. All right, at number one, this is the one this week. I said nine out of ten. That means one. I'm not so sure I believe you. Josh McDaniels, I'm sorry, Wild. We've seen great coordinators. He was a great offensive coordinator yeah. in New England. But we've seen great coordinators who can't make the transition to head coach. And my goodness, last year, let me remind you, the Raiders were 10-7, and seven, made the playoffs, played actually the AFC champion eventual one, Cincinnati, pretty tough in the playoff game, too. And then you go out, you got a nice squad, and you add Devontae Adams, and you add Chandler Jones, and now under Josh McDaniels' leadership, they're 2-6? and six? They've lost three games with that they led by 17 or more points. That ties the NFL record, guys. And we got, what, they got nine games left. So this is a mess in Las Vegas. And here's the thing. Uh-oh. This, they're playing... The Indianapolis Colts. If this were a boxing match, you'd say the Colts are a tomato can. All right, you'd say that this is a, a, an easy victory. The, the Colts have lost three straight. They've been so bad that they're now coached by a former television personality. All right, Jeff Saturday. If they lose this game to Jeff Saturday, who a week ago was on ESPN making people laugh, if they lose this game to them, oh, I don't know I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They lose this game to the Colts. I don't know how you defend Josh McDaniels, especially after he had the losing tenure in his first stint in Denver. So, Josh, I want to motivate you. I want to inspire you. I know that was hard. Okay. So, and by the way, the Raiders just put Hunter Renfro on IR. Yes, they did. Waller on IR. Mm. And the line there is down to, I think, four and a half. Still Still got to win. win. I, I agree with you. Uh, can I see that letter for sure. a moment? Oh, yeah, the, where'd this the letter go? This, here it is. I know it's about inspiration. Mine's not about inspiration. Oof. My addition is the same person I added last week, and you guys scoffed at me. And then he threw the game away. And now we don't know if he's going to play this week. And now the MVP hopes and oh, the Super Bowl go. hopes seem to be hanging by a thread. It's Josh Allen. So here's the deal for the crowned one who is yet to win anything. Josh Allen, very nice storyline for his career. Rookie, everyone, myself included, all the smart analytics folks were like, what are you doing drafting this kid from Wyoming? Terrible completion percentage, can't work. His rookie year was terrible. And then in year two, made a decent jump. They make the playoffs. Yeah, good jump. Then in year three, made a spectacular jump. Yep. The biggest jump from year two to year three, up to that point in NFL history by a quarterback, Almost wins league MVP, gets to an AFC championship game. And then in year four, gets worse. And the team doesn't go quite as far. And then in year five, this is the year, this is the moment. And now all of a sudden, didn't practice today. Doubtful, I believe, to play this week. Might miss the next couple weeks. When he comes back, all of a sudden, the Bills, the overwhelming favorites, might be behind the eight ball in their own division. So you go from here to there to there, then down. It's almost like a like the like a path of a roller coaster, one okay, might say. I'm not sure. <laughs> and so here's what I do know. Whenever Josh Allen gets back, if the Bills do not get to the Super Bowl this year, then all of the hype that was laid at his feet this year is going to go in the other direction this offseason. Yeah. And he is going to get the treatment we give the NBA star that can't win a ring, the same thing that people tried to immediately give Lamar, which is, oh, yeah, we know he's great, but how great is he really? So, listen, I hope he plays this weekend against the Vikings, but the fact that he didn't practice today makes me doubtful. But whenever he comes back, not he's under quite a bit of drugs. I was going to Definitely not in the spirit of the no, bloodless. My gosh. Mm-mm. That was in the opposite direction. Yeah. He might not even play. Nick, you know they're 6-2. and two. 
I know. They're, they're the number they the one seed. Number of wins if listening to you, I would have thought they were three and seven or something yes. like that. Yeah, come on, they, man. They, they have the same number of wins as two other teams in the AFC East. I mean, it's Who's fine. the number one seed? Well, there is no number one seed right now. Right now, they're the well, right they are, now. Right now, they have, they have won the tiebreaker, so they are currently technically the one seed. Okay. I don't think it's going to rest. Okay. I am going to go to basketball. Can I you brighten putting, it up? Yeah, I'm putting LeBron on the bud list. Wow. Now, LeBron, okay. Grant, I'm, I'm, I will that be motivated. Like motivation. Look, okay. Lakers are 2-9. and nine. It's the season over. LeBron knows they're in trouble. Take a listen and see what David Meneman asked him. LeBron, the, the team is just in a tough spot right now, being 2-9. and nine. Really? So, I, yeah, Kevin, obvious for sure. Okay, all right, we're we're in good spirits. Like so that, that's a good spot. Here's the good news: last year the Pelicans were one in ten, and they got into the playoffs and were frisky, mind you. Get a little Jose Alvarado action in there in the playoffs. Your favorite. So the Lakers season is not over, really? but I'm they're not. Okay. If the Pelicans made the playoffs, the Lakers can do it too. Here's one thing I am worried about, and I don't think it's an issue. But I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you me and Josh broke out the calculator to do Kareem's record. Right now, we are uh, 1,077 points away. So if you average 25 a game, get there in 43 games. Should be no problem. But I don't know. It's been 11 games. You missed one. You might miss this next game in Sacramento. We're still in a safe space. But I am. It registered on my nervous meter that it didn't get done this year. I'm just saying, Ooh. if you need to take time off, it's, this is not a must-win game against Sacramento. I want you healed up so you can sort of play the whole season and break the record. But I just broke out the calculator for no, the first time ever this year. That's fair. I mean, look, he's got to play, you're right, 43, 44 games. He should be easy. He's on pace to break it if he stays at 25 a game. I think the good news is this. He's breaking it. Okay. Even if this injury was worse okay. than expected or he has another injury next year, He'll awesome. break it. I'd love to see him break it this year. We'll break it this year, year. but he's going to break it. Also, Wiles, I appreciate the honesty, but in the future, when it's simple subtraction, maybe don't tell the audience you broke out the calculator. He's 1,107 1, points away. This is just be like, here's the numbers. That's what? exactly. You can do, you can do that That's in your head? Well, Nick is a mathematical 1,077 divided by 25? Everything divided by 25 is easy. He's a mathematical What's the answer then? Welcome back to the show. Former Colt Center broadcaster and vocal fantasy football manager Jeff Saturday took to the stage to address criticism of his hire. Take a listen. Here's the deal. Everybody talks about my – I'm completely comfortable in who I am as a man, bro. I know I can lead men. I know I know the game of football, and I'm passionate about it. I have no fear about are you as qualified as somebody else, bro. I spent 14 years in a locker room. I went to the playoffs 12 times. I had – I got five dudes in the Hall of Fame that I play with. You don't think I've seen greatness? You don't think I've seen how people prepare, how they coach, how they GM, how they work? I mean, one Super Bowl's been to two. Like, here's the deal, man. None of us are promised a good job. I may be terrible at this. And after eight games, I'll say, God bless you. I am no good. I may be really good at it. I got no idea. But I dang sure ain't going to back down. I can tell you that. Okay. Just for the record, I've been on thousands of flights, hundreds of flights. I don't think I could fly the thing. <laughs> uh, really, I've been there. I've been around. I've been around pilots. Hello, sir. Uh, Greg, what was your reaction to that? I loved it. You did? I did. I did. And, and let, me, let, let me remind people, before we completely just jump on Jeff's case, if any one of us got offered that job, we would take it in a heartbeat. I wouldn't. Well, I would. But I, would I don't think people are mad at Jeff. I think yeah, I don't think taking the job. I think they're upset with the Colts for offering. Absolutely. But let me let me tell you why. After looking at it and thinking about it, I'm not terribly upset with them, because the 49ers did it with John Lynch. He was in He's the broadcast. He's a GM though. Exactly. That's different. He's, he is making decisions about the team. There was questions around whether he was qualified or not coming out of the broadcast booth, jumping in the GM job, and he made it work. How? Because he put pieces around him that supported areas where he knew he would be lacking. So it's doable. I like his approach. I'm not mad at it at all. I think he's going to struggle. He's going to identify the areas of where he struggle, and hopefully he's smart enough to put people in those positions to where they can take off some of that weight. So here's where I would disagree with you. The GM, first of all, motivation and getting you know, a room full of men to follow you is not part of the right. job. And secondarily and more importantly, there are no split-second decisions. 
So the, pro, the GM, it's long planning. Right, right. There's big decisions, but it's never in the moment. So I expect Jeff Saturday to be, you know, a, a man without a without an oar this weekend. I think it'll it's going to be disastrous. And I think, by the way, he thinks it might like be disastrous. end of game stuff. Like every part of it. Stuff? Every part of it. Every part of it. I think you're going to see. That you, they're going to have trouble getting plays in. They got a 30 year old kid calling the plays. They're going to have trouble getting plays in. I think they're managing the clock. I don't think it'll be a close game, so I don't think you're going to have to worry about that stuff. I think it's going to be a disaster. I think people don't understand how quick 30 seconds is. And they, they, all of those things. And I think that, and by the way, Jeff. We said, I don't know if it was, a, a local reporter had the quote, but I didn't ever see the audio or hear the audio of it, of him saying, by the way, everyone needs to understand, we've had a lot of offensive people leave the building in the last two weeks. We now have, you know, more work for less people. It's going to be a yeah. rocky beginning. He's already trying to temper the expectations. I, if Jeff Saturday wants to be an NFL head coach, Greg said we would all take the job. I think, yeah, I'd take the job. I I think if he really wants to be an NFL head coach, taking this job is going to prove to have been a terrible decision. Oh, that's interesting. I think that if you want to be a head coach, don't necessarily immediately make yourself a head coach when you have no chance of succeeding. I think they have, with that quarterback, that staff, I think they have no chance of succeeding. So for me, this week, if I'm Jeff Saturday, I got a former head coach on my, on my staff already. Mm-hmm. John, F- John F- Exactly, a couple of them. I, I completely defer to them. Until I get my feet underneath me. But does that screw up, like, in the moment? Like, what do you think, John? Like, well, I, you, you allow those You got to allow those guys to support you right now. You've never done it. So you're going to make some decisions. He's going to have some he's growing pains. We all recognize that. But a lot, lean on what you do have. And what you do have is experience at the head coaching position on your staff. Look, I like this press conference. I don't know him, but I've seen – I like what I've seen from him on television, during his playing career, all that. I'm sorry. I don't think you – I think the NFL is much harder than coaching in the NBA or Major League Baseball. You, we've seen guys do it in basketball. Steve Kerr, Larry Bird, Derek Fisher, Mark Jack. Go – no coaching experience whatsoever and have some success. In the NFL? I'm sorry. I don't think it's possible. And so I think there's – you mentioned game time decisions, decisions in the moment during the game. During the week, you have to – you got a, a 15 to 20-person coaching staff that you have to lead and manage. And, and I, I just think it's too complex. To, I bet there are some veterans that feel insulted by this hire yeah. and are like you're making a agree, I agree with that of this half of our season. Okay. I think it's going to be a blowout. Yep. My play call, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Let's go. 45 kills. Let's go. Work to Wisconsin. Coming up, Ron. First things first. Uh, Metal time. Wolf Suns. Russell doesn't go in the game. Wolves play four on five. That turns out to you be a love bad idea. Five yeah. in this album. Bad idea. You know what also was a bad idea? Yeah. Uh, trading Shea Gilgis Alexander for Paul George. It has not worked out. Shea Sorry. is nice. It just hasn't worked out. Sorry. Everybody kills the Lakers. Uh, the, the big threes, at least the Lakers got a title. Uh, they were just a big two. Shea, they lost last night, but he had 39-4-4. Four and four. As Brew would say, he is turning into a medal stand mainstay. Silver medal. Kevin Durant. Point Durant, look right there. Oh, you almost see me in the crowd. 29-12-12 for KD as they light the Knicks on fire at, at Barclays. And then a gold medal. Javon Carter nice. wins oh, the gold medal. Yeah, I'm going to have to check the archives, but I'm going to safely say Javon Carter's first medal of any kind on this show. No Giannis, no Middleton, no Holiday, no problem. Javon Carter's game of his life, 36-12 as the Bucks who, let's be honest, look like right now far and away the best team in the entire NBA, Back. win again without their big three. There it is. There's no same last night yeah. in the NBA. The gold debut. Rare. Yeah, very rare. Right. Uh, drawing a blank time, we're back to Clippers-Lakers. Here's LeBron after the game on a lack of fouls that he's getting. I had to learn how to flop or something. Seriously, I need to learn how to do that, swipe my head back or do something to get to the free throw line because I missed it. It's getting a little, it's getting too repetitive. It's three games straight if I missed it. Okay. I know you think this is a joke. And I know you're like, oh, LeBron's a flopper. Well, he knows how Mark to flop. Is smart. You, you got to admit that. Okay, but what, here's what's also true. In the last three years in the NBA, there, and it's not even close 
second place. Okay, well, see, we got, we're going back. I, hold on a second. Was that you, Wild? We're, we're going back it was your idea. to how long ago are we having to go here? So this is, oh, that was That's in the, in the playoffs. That was, yeah, well, that was when Chris Paul tried to hurt him in the first game of the playoffs, first of all. Look but at that one. Oh, uh, wow. I Listen, guys. He got skills. What team is Flopping he on there? Skills. Is that the Cavs? So we're I going four years ago. That's this was a heat. dirty play by Tyson Chandler. I'm, and I can't believe people say <laughs> that, that was a fly. Physics. It, it was Nikola a fly. Jokic got suspended for doing that to Marquise Morris. I know, but Morris went the way so, that he got hit. Okay, can I just make the point? Yes, go ahead. In the last three years, there is no player who has scored uh, even half as many points as LeBron in the paint. That has gotten fewer free throws. He has not gotten a good whistle the last three years. That's undeniable. If flopping can help it, I don't know, but that's undeniable. Uh, look, there is a Shaq element, right? LeBron's so big and strong, even though he's not like Shaq, but that, where mm-hmm. they don't call a lot of contact, I'll give you that. But LeBron knows how to flop. There's no question about it. We just showed it. He's, he's a, he won the best the floppers. He's played 65,000 minutes. You guys found 30 seconds. I, I need a break. That. That was you hard. literally he's walked awesome in the player. room and demanded they find it. You're like, get a LeBron flopping compilation. It's literally <laughs> what you said. It is true. Speak right? so next. <laughs>